Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece manga front to back. One of us, myself, for the first time. I am the Super Rookie Jacob, as always, and I'm joined by my co-host here, the Super Veteran, Justin. Hello, and this week we are covering Logetown and Reverse Mountain, which covers chapters 96 to 105 in the manga. So if you have not read those chapters or, you know, watched the corresponding anime episodes, you may want to do so before listening, because we're going to be spoiling everything. So and wait, real quick, things. before we start, I want to say I did say that wrong. Because in the dub we read, it was called Rogue Town, yeah. which is the official translation, and that is so wrong, it's actually pronounced Log Town. Log Town, okay, I... Uh, yes. Yeah, that has to be for, for me too because I was calling it Rogue Town the whole time because me be, be, me with my simple brain going oh like Rogue Port from Paper Mario Thousand Year yeah. Door <laughs> just draw the comparisons here and there okay Rogue Port Rogue yeah Town. that okay, this cool. one is actually like an egregious mistranslation because you obviously didn't catch it because you weren't catching yeah. the name correctly this <laughs> is Log Town as in it is marking the end of the prologue of One Piece. Wow. Okay. Now one hundred chapters yeah. in is where now, it ends. Okay. Now, yes. now I can see it's a horrible mistranslation. Terrible really mistranslation. Like, yeah, because like we've established earlier, Oda loves to make things on the surface of like their names. She's not going to be super creative with like, oh, you have to go into the subtlety of the meaning. It's like, no, it's literally right. Log Town. It's the end of the prologue. Yeah, the story is literally just now going to get kicked off, quote unquote, when they're entering yeah. the Grand Line, right? Yeah, you, that Arlong Park. Yeah, that's a prologue. The real story begins yeah. now. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I thought that was important to note because the mm-hmm. dub was just straight up wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, they've been wrong about Zoro's name before as well. Where they they still it still says Zolo in the uh, Shonen Jump pieces that we're reading right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but luckily my brain fixes that automatically as we read. But yeah, that's the second big one. Um, did we miss a couple of things last time in our two and a half hour covering of Arlong Park? We yeah, somehow we things? we missed like at the very very end, which is kind of like the post Arlong chapter. We missed yeah. Luffy got his first bounty, which is pretty monumentous, and everyone there mentioned like what a huge first bounty it was, especially because mm. we got to see it in comparison to like everyone that he's beaten. And it's quite a bit more. Like, Arlong's, I think, was 18 million, whereas Luffy now has his bounty of 30 million. Pretty I big think news. Arl- I, th- I know the exact numbers, I guess, don't really matter right now, but I think Arlong was 20 million, if I recall. I think Buggy was 18 or 15. Uh, Krieg or... Yeah, Krieg maybe, was like maybe Krieg or something. was eighteen. So, yeah, yeah, it was in between something like that. But the point being, like you said, uh, Luffy has the biggest bounty by far because the Navy in this arc cover that they realize... He has, in fact, beaten these pirate lords. But it's funny how it starts because in the last arc, uh, the weasel, Captain Nezumi, gets his ass kicked and chased off. And he's like, I want to report a bounty. Luffy and the pirates kicked my butt. I want him <laughs> yeah. wanted. How much? 30 million. I think he actually mentions that he beat Arlong, but still. <laughs> yeah, they like kind of tallied up all of his recordable feats to estimate how much. Which is basically, I guess, how much of a threat he is to to them, estimation. That's a good way of gauging it, yeah. The higher the bounty, the more of a threat they see him as. Because, oh, he beat Buggy, he beat Arlong, he beat uh, Krieg. Is it is it Krieg or Don Krieg? I forget. I think it's Krieg. Don Krieg, yeah. Don Krieg. I think Don Krieg's his name. I think Don's, like, 
I don't know if it's actually part of his name or if it's like a title, like mafia style, you know? Like yeah. the Don Krieg. The Don, like, yeah, like, because they treat him like that. Such. I think it's just uh, Krieg, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's why I called him Krieg. Um, and regardless, it's a good way of gauging it, now that you bring that up, where it's like, yeah, it's like a threat level. As of right now, though, it just shows a picture of Luffy. Is it, is it, is it just Luffy that's wanted, or is it the Straw Hats? Because I know that Usopp it takes credit for it. Look, I'm wanted. Because <laughs> he's he's in the picture. You see, like, in the bottom right, there's like a picture. He's in the or the bottom left. Oh, he pulls a Mike Wazowski. He, pull, he yeah. pulls a Mike Wazowski from. Yeah, he's week. turned around, but but yeah, for this bounty is specifically a, just for Luffy. <laughs> I'm on a wanted poster. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it's thought a it was just head about it. Because it, it also affirms that Usopp's still doing his personality thing where he's taking, like, majority credit for, like, Luffy's actions where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the captain. Oh, yeah, it was all me, totally. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, because you covered the main one, a small thing which was covered, which is, what about Nami's tattoo on her arm? It still had the Arlong uh, symbol, but, you know, she was stabbing it and it kind of got scarred and marred. Right. And then she got it um, altered where it now resembled essentially a tangerine hanging on the end of a pinwheel. And I thought that was actually a very nice creative bit where the pinwheel and tangerine remind her of home while also kind of fitting that what was already there, like the Arlong nose, yeah. that, that's um, that swordfish nose. That's basically the, uh, the one of the pinwheels. That's like the straight line and not the curve. So that was really creative. And yeah, it, and I, it's really cool symbolically. You know, it's like reminds her of home, kind of like her two parental figures growing up. A lot better, too. We we actually, I actually forgot it last time, too, because it was literally on a piece of paper. We never actually saw it on her. So I kind of, it kind of passed me over. But it was also just under the radar compared to, like, the actual ending to uh, Genzo putting the pinwheel on Bellamere to grave. So I thought that was, like, the best end off. But those are things that we forgot. That I think. Uh, Something else? Uh, That's that's all I had. Okay. Yeah, that's what the two I had, too. Where... Tattoo, Navy HQ. Okay, so before we kick this off, we do want to preface this by saying we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Because we did kind of want to deep dive into those first couple of arcs since they're just really, really rich in my estimation. But going forward, as the arcs get like way longer and we're going to have to split some of them into two even, we're not necessarily going to go through it like every single story beat as much as just general discussion, hit the high notes, theorize, etc, etc. Yeah, because let's be honest, we can talk about Bellamere for three hours. We totally could. But for the sake of pacing, for the sake of getting things going on, we we do need to restructure it a little bit. Especially because these two arcs are actually kind of different from what we had so far. They're mainly setups. The bridge for the Grand Line, the sailing towards the actual adventure. Because as you said, this is actually the, the end of the prologue and the actual beginning to One Piece. Right. So Which I could actually, I could almost see it beginning, like, with the crew all together almost, but it's, it would be strange, you know? It, it does <laughs> make sense. Because we had to get all the other stuff in flashbacks, like, later, and that seems yeah, like something yeah. that would happen in, like, more modern anime almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that it does make sense from the writing perspective, because, or, like, from my perspective, because I'm a, I play the, have you played the Mass Effect games by any chance? Mass Effect 2, in particular? Yeah, I played Mass Effect 2, not 3, though. Do you Okay, do you remember the loyalty missions, the gimmick in that game, where you had to do the side quest for your companion so they were loyal to you, so they were yeah. better in the final mission? So this is the official start of the story, in my perspective, because Luffy finished yeah, all the loyalty good, quests for his crewmates of the Straw Hats, Nami being right. the last one. 
in the most extravagant one at that. So that that's why this made sense to me. We're like, okay, this is actually the start. What yeah, I was thrown off was off. what I was thrown off though was how early it was. I thought this was gonna be later because again, I thought he was gonna get ten uh, crew members, the musician, doctor, whatever, and then go. And it's like, uh, uh-uh. he's made it clear he wants to find the rest he's of his crew on the grand line. Yeah, he's beelining. He's heading straight for the grand line. He's gonna find the extra crew members while on the grand line. Like, okay. Yep. That would help with the power part. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Logtown. Mm-hmm. The town where the Pirate King Gold Roger was executed. Yeah, and it, it, uh, Luffy just treats this like it's a... Like, a like it's a, like a, a tourist attraction, exactly. He wants to go there simply for that reason alone. We get some characterization from the characters on the boat. Like, Nami seems much more calm now. She seems more at home. She, mm-hmm. she still wants her money, but, you know, she's not doing it because of, like, for stealing sakes. She's doing it because she just wants to be well off. The world building alone from this one arc was just amazing for me. And that's not even considering the map we get in the next arc. Just from, we get to Logtown, we understand that there are newspapers uh, being sent around by <laughs> via the seagulls. Right. Yeah, we got to see that. Mm-hmm. And we get news of, like, you know, there are villages going through coups. Uh, the name was dropped was Vera. I don't know if that's actually important later on, but I just wrote it down just in case. And basically, like, the world is just becoming more and more unstable by the sounds of it. And the Navy is losing its touch. But then we literally see, like, a page later, the Navy is going to be, like, quadrupling down on their authoritarian role. Where you literally have, like, a scene of, like, a, like the Navy uh, Admiral just talking down to all the captains down below of like, we will take back the seas kind of thing. And it's like, God damn. All right. Shit's going down. Yeah. But the world is highly unstable. And the only times of peace actually are at the seas. Actually, where you embrace the chaos. So I thought that was actually really well uh, set up there for that. I agree. Mm-hmm. So we got to see, do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, we got to see Mihawk or, or Hawkeyes again. Yes. In the yes. beginning so... of this arc. <laughs> Funny that you bring that up because of all the things that happen in terms of uh, like predicting what's going to happen in the future or theory crafting, this was actually under my radar because it was literally Hawkeye going to an island, visiting a, a band of pirates that are shadowed. And I'm, I was thinking, too, when I was first looking at it, going, the one in the front looks a little familiar, but I don't know why. <laughs> then you get yeah. to two panels below, and I literally see Chicken Man eating chicken or ham or whatever. And I'm going, oh, this is totally the red-haired pirates. And Hawkeye is going to talk to Shanks. Oh, my gosh. So they have that set up there where basically Hawkeye and Shanks have, like, this weird sense of respect for each other to not kill each other on the spot. But it's still hostile. Like, you could tell that, like, what are you doing here kind of thing. And Hawkeye going, I'm not here to kill you. You're a has-been. You're not worth my time. So there's mm-hmm. that tension still there. But there's also respect. So that's some world building going on there where Hawkeye and Shanks kind of know each other. The red-haired pirates. They're acknowledging that Luffy has returned. Uh, or, sorry, Luffy has made a name for himself. He's officially a wanted pirate. They celebrate for it. And it's actually very strange how it's weird because you get Shanks uh, from the perspective of Shanks where he's like, he's proud. He's happy. Like, yes, he's finally living up to his name. He's a wanted yeah. pirate. So, hell yeah, let's, let's drink up. Like, sir, don't you have a hangover? I don't care. Drink up. This is a momentous moment. <laughs> and then we cut to Windmill Village. And this is where... The first part of my Always Sunny in Philadelphia board behind me goes nuts with the lines. But it starts here. Okay. At the at the Windmill Village, I sent you this picture of this one panel 
where the proprietor of the bar, we actually get that character again. This is Luffy's hometown, by the way. Uh, yeah, talking to Mr. Mayor of going, aren't you happy for Luffy? He's getting his dream. And he seems like he's like, Bleh. he's like kind of like whatever, like pirates or whatever. And I thought that was yeah. going to be his pers- pers- super pers- anti-pirate. Like, yeah, he's, he's a mayor. He's, he runs the town. But then his line goes, his dream or his destiny ellipses, not question mark. Because mm. question mark would be more like, oh, can I think about it? Is it his destiny? Who knows? Ellipses. I don't know if this is a mistranslation because after all, they screwed up Logtown. The ellipses tells me that's an intention of us going. The mayor totally knows Luffy's backstory. And I got huge Star Wars vibes here with Uncle Owen and Amperu when they were arguing about Luke, when he was going off, going, oh, I want to be in the Academy. I want to fly. And, oh, you're holding me back. And then Aunt Brew goes, uh-huh. we can't hold back Luke. Like, he's been, we've been doing this for years. He has so much of his father in him. And then Uncle Owen goes, um, that's what I'm worried about. Or something like along those lines. Yeah. And immediately I, I get that vibe from here on this panel going, okay, so Luffy is totally related to a big name pirate. It's not Shanks. I don't think so. They look nothing alike. But... It's something something that, okay, so this is where it starts, right? I will get more and more into this theory crafting as we go on. But as of right now, okay, okay, Luffy is totally related to a big-name pirate. Not surprising, this is a common trope when you're talking about these big stories. Um, For better or for worse, it is a very common trope. So we'll see where that goes. So I'm like, okay, so he's totally related, and the village, the mayor, totally know Luffy's origins or, like, you know, his bloodline. So we'll see where that goes. That's right. Immediately, I saw that. There was no question mark there to imply, like, his dream or his destiny, huh? Like, he's trying to start a conversation. It's like, no, yeah. it's like, or it's his destiny. And it's just like, as he's still, like, like scowling at his uh, his wine or his beer or his, or his orange juice, depending on which version you're reading from. Yeah, from but, punch, according to four kids, probably. Oh, yeah, or milk. Or milk. The proprietor did have milk at the, at the bar. But, yeah, that, that was the big thing I noticed from that first chapter was, like, Honestly, the Hawkeye Shanks exchange was so on the side compared to that that one possible spoiler. Because the first time I was reading through this, it never hit me because I was just reading through the chapters. Reading through my notes, I realized, oh, this is what's supposed to be the final panel of this chapter. Like, it's a cliffhanger bit to keep an eye out for. So I also knew that, okay, this is not me overthinking it. I don't think so. Again, this is me with the always sunny in Philadelphia guy here crafting it. So I'm like, okay, this is totally intentional. This panel is to, was to make you think. It was to make right. you think. I might I think be crazy. Uh, thinking is good. We'll see. I might be, how crazy uh, I, 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 as the story I might be crazy. <laughs> I might be crazy. I still think Cthulhu is the final boss. We'll see. <laughs> I think at a point when you start trying to theorycraft in one piece, everyone goes a little crazy. Oh, that's fine by me. I've been there. I've been there before. Yeah. Also, a little side thing I noticed here. Again, how I mentioned how I want to bring up the fact that we missed about the tattoo is we never actually saw it on Nami. We just saw it on a picture. And Oda being, I guess, creative is here. Let me give off some fan service of Nami trying out these exotic dresses. But also, hey, here, here's a clear shot of the tattoo for the first time on her arm. Yeah, this is what it looks like. She's just shopping around, which makes sense. So us uh, people of culture who can appreciate the two exotic dresses that she tried on also go, oh, there's a tattoo. There you go. That's what it looks like. Cool. Yeah, first one was better. Yeah, genius was showing too. We get a little bit, too, of Zoro going to the sword shop. He gets his replacement swords. Right. Um, we get some sword lore. 
Yeah, this was the part that I thought was, I was overwhelmed by it, but also I'm just like, I honestly don't know if it's going to be that important going forward. I don't know why I thought that, but like I, he, his sword has a name. Like there's a person that like a big sword weeaboo, his samurai weeaboo just goes, oh, your sword is totally the Wado Ichimonji. And I have no idea what that means. So I'm uh, just she like, said in the translation, the straight road of peace, which is, is pretty close to how I <laughs> translate road of peace. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what that was established. And then he also gets um, he gets one of the sword replacements is supposed to be this cursed sword. I think our friend Tony mentioned it was red. Is that true? Is that the red sword? Is it the one he mentioned or no? Do you know? I am not 100 percent sure what the okay, color of this I, sword is in the anime. Yeah, I mentioned I remember that a friend of ours, he mentioned that Zoro has a red sword at one point, and I wasn't sure if it was a spoiler going forward, but either way, it's just a red color or whatever. But the name is Kitesu the Third or Kitesu Three, and the big thing is it's a cursed sword, it's bewitched, Zoro gets the feeling because he's, you know, a swordsman himself, you get that natural vibe. And every swordsman who's ever had that sword suffers a terrible fate. Zoro shows off his confidence, and then he tosses the sword up, sticks his arm out going, alright, let's see if if this sword will actually cut my arm off and yeah. see, and if I, if I, uh, if it doesn't cut my arm, I'll buy it. If not, I'll lose my arm because this is a, you know, a sword with the history behind it. And of course he flips it like a badass. He has that great panel where he goes, I'll take it <laughs> after it. Yeah. His you arm. see it just like flip just around his arm perfectly without slicing. It cuts mm-hmm. into the floor and he's just like, I want it. Yeah, and then it impresses the the merchant so much that even though he was trying to rob Zoro earlier of his actual main sword that he got from his childhood friend Quina, um, he then goes, "Okay, no, you're actually a swordsman of respect. You're not just a wannabe pirate who's trying to make you know who's just trying to be cool for cool sake. Like you actually own what you mean that you yeah, yeah like you you're you know a, I say it like I haven't seen a true swordsman in years. Yeah, so then I'm gonna throw in this other sword with it for free." He doesn't even pay a dime, so I don't know if Zoro is actually his barter skills like at a hundred or if they he just yeah. impressed it for them. Uh, and it kind of was thrown under the bus, but it was called like the Snow Chaser, I think. It had like a yeah, the design Yiba, the Yiba Shibi. So he definitely has three unique swords. He saw the childhood friend sword, he has the curse sword, and then he has Snow Chaser. And that was it with Zoro. Like basically, he gets he's rearmed, he's back to three swords. One is cursed, one's the normal one, and then one's, like, just, again, thrown under the bus, unfortunately. Yeah, I get you saying, like, it's kind of overwhelming. I, the only thing that I get, I would say, is, like, really important is the the grades of swords, right? There's, like, only 12 supreme grade swords, one actually, of which we actually, maybe have seen already. Actually, I was going to say that was the overwhelming part, where uh, we find out later that this is an officer for the Navy, um, she goes off on a nerd spree going, the great 21, you got these classes of swords, their durability. And I'm going, okay, this is literally like mechanics to a video game, but I literally <laughs> only know of like two swords in existence right now. So that mechanic bit is going to go on the side for now. Yeah. It's, it's fine to be on the side. Yeah. I, the only, the whole thing I got from this was he's rearmed. Keep an eye on the sword, uh, Kitetsu three or Kitetsu the third, cause that's the right. bewitched sword. Keep an eye on that one. It has a long, dark history behind it. That's all I got from that port in terms of, like, important bits to keep an eye on. Other than the officer and Zoro having their first exchange. And she reminds him of Quina in the worst ways. Not the best ways. The worst ways. Yeah. 
we see like other people just shopping. Sanji gets the uh the elephant true blue fin fish whole. Uh, meanwhile, Usopp is shopping for the cheapest eggs imaginable. I thought that was great uh, side by right. side there. <laughs> Where Sanji is about quality, uh, Usopp is about resourcefulness. Uh, you're gonna expect me to say quantity. He's like, no, he's gonna be resourceful. Yeah, presumably they're just ammo, anyways, right? So exactly, as long as they get in people's yeah, eyes, doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. Sanji was like, oh, he shops like a like a middle aged wife, and it's like, what are you talking about? He's getting ammo. What are you talking about? Like, I was confused by Sanji's dismissal. Nami gets a ton of casual wear. And I only wrote that down as important for this because she's the only character uh, in these two arcs and the last one, actually. She actually changes her clothes where the other characters are literally wearing the exact same clothes the entire time. You actually yeah. see her change her clothes a few times because she's actually getting a bunch of clothes. Um, and that's important. Also important. She can literally predict that there's a storm coming. We get huge Avatar, the last airbender, the storm episode vibes where like Iroh goes, there's a storm coming and everyone's going, the sky is clear as day. What are you talking about? There's not a cloud in sight. And it's like, no, there's a couple of things where you can feel like there's this pressure dropping. Like, oh, there's a big storm coming. We like, we're on time limit, but everyone's split up. Everyone's doing their own thing and shopping. Um, and the I think the big part of this arc is starts in terms of like, action or plot is Luffy goes to the execution scaffolding yeah. and he admires the scenery. You know, he makes that, he has that wonderful panel of him looking upon the scaffolding of like, this is where gold Roger died, the King of pirates. And it's just an empty panel of like a, the tiny ant him on the right side and the scaffolding on the left. And it's like the yeah. long path. I like that panel of his possible. Yeah. God, where's my notes here? Oh, where is it? I wrote it down somewhere. I wrote it down. I wanted to make sure you're right. Ask I mean, basically, it's just like representative of the path ahead of him, right? Like this huge, it's, it's this, the platform itself kind of ex, or kind of representing like Roger's legacy, right? It's huge. He's very small. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the, the goal he has to live up to and he's not even close to being there yet. Yeah. Something so, like that, the, I imagine, is what you wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely online. It was, it's a possible path. And but instead of being scared of it, He's admiring it, which was, again, like, well, there's not too much characterization in terms of this, these arcs compared to, you know, literally the loyalty missions of each of the Straw Hats. This one that we get some characterization from Luffy himself, and I'm so That's happy about that. Say, because, yeah, yeah, because honestly, like, in terms of, like, me liking the characters, I like Luffy a lot because he's a lot of fun. But in terms of actual complexity, he's not too complex. And even what he has, there's not enough to keep me interested this arc was already going, okay, no, there's some there. There's some interest in there. He's not just oh, yeah. some he's not just a eighteen year old kid with the mind of a five year old, right? He's not that. Not entirely. It's some things he is. But he has appreciation for like the King of Pirates, for example, the history of it. And as an amateur historian myself, I go, okay. He has some he has some acknowledgement. Okay. And then Oda's like, hey, motherfucker, did you read those pre chapters I was I drawing hope you for? Did. You? Yeah. I hope you were, and I'm so glad I was reinforced both by like that first video Tony and Mark made and you reinforcing that. Keep an eye on those. Because out of left field, supposedly, out of left field, we get Alvita and Buggy right there waiting both return. to get some the revenge. first two, like, not counting Morgan, I guess, two of the first villains we ever saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alvita literally... 
I was so convinced Alvita was going to be a nothing villain. And I'm still kind of convinced she kind of is. But the big thing was in those pre-chapter story uh, pages, uh, Buggy is rescued by the unnamed attractive woman. That's Alvita. And it never occurred to me it was her because she had no freckles. And literally, right. and literally she even goes like, oh, I'm missing my freckles. Did you notice Luffy? All of a sudden she, oh, by the way, Alvita totally has a thing for Luffy now because he punched her really hard. And um, listen, yeah, I, guess I don't keep them strong. I, I, I don't kink shame. I don't. But this is a little too much <laughs> where it's like, Alvita, just listen, listen. Oh, sounds like you're kink shame. I <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I'm like, no, because the, listen, sometimes people like pain, but sometimes getting decked in the face by a gum gum fist punch in the face is not the same thing. Anyway, 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 she has her interest in Luffy and she even goes like the whole thing of like, oh, you're going to be mine. For all we know, it's not like a love thing that I'm implying here. If for all we know, she just is like like longs for luffy to be a prisoner so much so and that's her style who knows but yeah, could be either way she's, like still, she's still yeah uh the big thing is she still has her mace she clearly doesn't see her weight loss as her beauty because she says oh the because she took a devil fruit which i had a criticism for where i'm like she just took a devil fruit off screen like in that short time was there something else in that shed that luffy like spat out of in the like the first arc that all of a sudden, oh, by the way, Devil Fruit's here. Like, I was a little confused by that. It was an off-screen power-up, so. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's really relevant, but still unclear, but I guess just at some point between now and chapter, what, two or three, she found a Devil Fruit, ate it, and now she is hot. <laughs> yeah, and then now it's like, and that's why it's confusing for me, because, like, I would assume after she got decked by Luffy in chapter two, three, I think two, that her crew would have left her. Like, they were scared of her, feared for their lives from her because she used the mace, right, for intimidation. She was decked, she was knocked out. I would assume that, oh, they would have, like, shanghaied her, took the boat, and leave. That's what I would assume would happen, because she doesn't have a crew with her. So, and then she was by herself when she was uh, reunited, she was united with uh, Buggy. When she met Buggy, yeah. In the pre-chapters. So that's why I'm like, okay, something happened where the crew left her, shanghaied her, she somehow came in contact with the slip slip devil fruit which made her lose all that weight and gave her the powers of just you know detracting uh friction or things going around her or through her i wasn't quite sure about actually can you elaborate that there's a point where a piece of uh, debris is thrown at her but does it go through her or like around it her slips off her it like hits her and slides off that's what I thought. Okay, because the first time I read that panel, it looked like it phased right through her, and I was kind of confused by the slip, slip. Pretty, yeah, uh, pretty but... good defense, Devil Fruit. I must oh, say. Oh yeah, I was, I was gonna say it sounds busted. Like that way, if Luffy tries to punch her again, it just slides right yeah, off. Yeah, probably won't work. Yeah. So I was curious how that would happen to fight her in the future. But again, I still am not convinced this is gonna be a major character going forward because she, as soon as she's revealed, and even though everyone in the crowd is gawking at her. We then get Captain Buggy returning as well, and he's got his crew again. He immediately has um, his 
first mate or second mate uh, trap and apprehend Luffy into the... His bitch-ass uh, second mate trying to burn down the ship of the Straw Hats. Yeah. God, fucking Moji returns. He wants that title back, dude. He wants that title back. As yes, soon as they does. took it away from him and gave it to Arlong, he is like, I'm going to burn the Straw Hats boat. The gift to Usopp and the Straw Hats. Because I'm just going, oh, this dude. <laughs> this motherfucker. But yeah, Captain Buggy returns with his crew intact. And they strictly, they just want revenge. That's straight up. It's a simple plot. Yeah. They just want to kill Luffy. Buggy wants revenge. Um, Alvita's reasoning is, oh, whoever wins in our duel wins my heart. Kind of BS, whatever, whatever works. I do, I do admire, though, that Luffy is polite to Alvita before he knows who she is, where he goes, I don't know you, beautiful lady. What are you talking about? And it's like, okay, so he's not completely asexual. He has some tastes, but he's just not actively looking. Yeah, he he at least, like, I don't know, there's yeah, something that he considers attractive, right? Yeah. Whether or not Actually, he's interested. Okay, sorry. He's like, yeah, sorry. I, I misphrased that. I said he was asexual. Um, He could just have, he could be asexual. You could still be asexual still say someone's beautiful you could still like that yeah yeah he's not completely uh what's the right phrasing he's not completely sexually oblivious yeah he's not sexually oblivious thank you that's better he's not completely oblivious because that's actually a trope i really despise with a lot of shonen as well where either the characters are complete perverts or they're completely oblivious and it's like you could you there's a whole range of emotions in between like you don't have to have every character be sanji or every character be Zoro in terms of orientation or drive. Right. It's like, you could be in the middle. So Luffy exposed himself to be like, okay, he's somewhere maybe closer to the Zoro side, but he's not like completely void, right? Of like, I could be completely wrong right, by the way yeah. about Zoro. I'm just using this example here. Um, void. But I just want to point that out here because again, that's a trope I really despise, especially with Shonen. But this one, it proved, okay, Luffy's at least acknowledging someone's beautiful. But yeah, big point. Buggy apprehends Luffy. Straw Hats get together uh, by coincidence. They see the crowd gathering at the execution scaffolding. Nami lets them know there's a storm coming and we'll get back to the boat ASAP. She and Usopp split off. Uh, Sanji and Zoro, you know, the muscle. They go after Luffy. And there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and then we, we got introduced to an, another new character. Yeah, so... Ca- the so, Captain Smoker. Yeah, so we got two Devil Fruit characters introduced back to back. We don't know he's Devil Fruit at this point, but... Um, he, he said he ate a devil. Yeah, so I'm also convinced that because I don't know the color palette of Smoker, but he, I, I was looking at his design. I'm going, okay, this is totally Zoro if he was in the Navy and not a bounty hunter because he had that same kind of haircut. And yeah. instead of and he always has and he has three utensils instead of three swords and zero cigars, he has two cigars and one sword. So maybe. Alternate alt timeline Zoro. I don't know. It's a stretch. Listen, I'm in my always sunny Philadelphia phase. Okay, I don't know. Maybe Smoker is related to Zoro. Crazy I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's and like again, what's your reasoning? Because three utilities. That's all I got. That's the only reasoning. Oh, and similar hairstyle, but her color. still more well informed than some One Piece theories. <laughs> uh oh, the reasoning being because I want it to, or I want this to happen. Because it would be cool, yeah. Yeah, because it would be cool, yeah. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if Luffy became king of the pirates, like, in one chapter, and had all the, he had the power of the Geass suddenly, you know, theories like that, where it's like, what the fuck are you talking about here? (laughs) Um, I love the chapter title of 99, because it pulls a Dragon Ball Z 
or so you think because it's literally titled luffy died <laughs> yeah <laughs> what did you think when you went into that yeah so i'm thinking like oh next time on the adventures of one piece will luffy survive will the straw hat save him tune in next time to luffy died <laughs> right. so i'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> with like the hugely uh, spoilery like next week episode title from dragon oh, yeah. ball oh, yeah except Absolutely. it wasn't actually as we know luffy lives. yeah yeah and you want to uh, talk about that how did luffy survive uh by being made out of rubber First, if we're to, if we're being objective and pragmatic, it's because he's made of rubber. Yeah, that storm is hits. One hundred percent. Yeah, the pragmatic approach. However, the ideological uh, approach that Smoker has as well is this was destiny intervening, and this was you know him being saved by destiny itself, where it's acknowledged later on that Luffy, right before he was going to be cut down by Buggy, he wasn't pleading for his life he wasn't scared he wasn't crying he was smiling and laughing like a monkey yes and i thought that was very interesting because i think captain smoker does not know luffy's full name i have to remind myself of luffy's full name i think he was briefed by one of the soldiers that his yeah. name is luffy but i don't think he actually looked at the poster and saw his full name was monkey D actually i don't even know does nozumi even know if that's his full name is it just luffy on the poster uh, oh, the I poster has Monkey D. Luffy. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Because I was going to say this would have been a very clever pun that the captain didn't know or intentional because, again, this is where the going back to my crazy theory crafting back from Windmill Village with the mayor, they show a side-by-side -side panel of, and Smoker explaining, the last time a person laughed before their execution was the King of Pirates himself gold roger and mm. and they show us side by side with luffy doing a big smile looking up and roger big smile looking down with his eyes covered so you don't really quite get that confirmation with the eyes so right. now i'm going he laughs like a monkey and now i'm thinking wait aren't names reversed in japan so wouldn't it be monkey gold roger would that be the full name? Now I'm like theorycrafting. Is he related to the King of Pirates? Uh, again, always in Philadelphia. All the lines going. Okay, if you see here, he laughs like a monkey. Is that a pun for the monkey? Like the animal? Or family line? I don't know. I don't fucking know. And I know, Justin, you can't tell me. And I know it sucks. Uh, yeah, I, can't. I can't say anything. Even if it's confirmed or denied like 10 chapters from now. Or I don't know. 900 chapters from now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But I'm doing the line crafting here and I'm going, okay, there's some weird shit going on here. And I don't know if I like it or not, but I see the setups here and I'm going along with it for now. So yeah. I, mm, mm. yeah, Smoker, a... <laughs> he was like just wondering and they said like, it seemed like there was some kind of force, right? Mm -hmm. Like willing Luffy to survive. Which was interesting, kind of similar to like you mentioned the mm. the mayor from Windmill Village's quote, like about destiny as opposed yeah. to just his dream. But and then he knows? mentions destiny intervening. Yep. And then in chapter one hundred, we get a really awesome quote from the pirate king himself, which I did write down because I love it. Thank you. But he says these things cannot be stopped: the ebb and flow of the ages, one's dream, and an inherited strength of will. 
As long as people hunger for freedom, these things will exist. Okay. So that re that so that doesn't reinforce the theory that Luffy is related to the Gold King of Pirates, but it does reinforce the idea that destiny dictates there must be a King of Pirates, right? There must be that chaotic like element, that, yeah. right? To go against the Navy, to go against um, the world, or to try and master it through via the Grand Line, via piracy and adventures. So... And while that uh, that that quote is like in the text boxes, we get introduced to yet another new mysterious character, who's like covered his face, but he has tattooed. You know, he's wearing like the cloak. Yeah, at first I thought it was uh, Shanks' first in command, his first mate. At first, but I saw the tattoo, oh, and, I, and I realized, wait, I, no, I don't think he had those tattoos. No, and the, and then he seemed much more mystical and mysterious because he does interact with Smoker after. And and we just saw him somewhere else, presumably partying still. So. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's true too. But uh, I don't know how close that was. Like, you know, Hawkeye was there at the East Oh, yeah, that's too. true. Could have been some time before. It could have been off to the side a little bit. Just a couple, uh, a couple, a couple miles that way. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know where they are. They could have been like yeah, back in the Grand Line already because this was before Arlong Park that Mihawk left. Could yeah, it was, it was a mystery. Somewhere. They never stayed, they never stated what island they're on exactly. That's true too. So, and his name is Dragon, I think? Like, it's just yes. Dragon? Uh, it Smoker, yeah, Smoker recognizes him. And I know we're, we're, cut, we're skipping through some of the action bits here, but honestly, yeah. it's good action. You can see for yeah. yourself. Yeah, and so in the end, like, when Luffy, we said, like, lightning bolt strikes, right? Takes out Buggy, but not Luffy, because he's made of rubber. <laughs> Take it away. Lightning resistance is over 1,000. It's over 9,000. He doesn't Yeah, it's basically anything. infinite, I imagine, because rubber <laughs> yeah. just doesn't conduct electricity, right? So mm. and then... uh. He gets caught again by Smoker and then saved by this mystery man, Dragon. Yeah, Smoker straight up shows off his power as a Navy captain, where uh, he straight up beats Captain Buggy and Alvita right away, apprehends him and the entire crew, and is able to withhold Luffy and is able to get an edge on to the point where you think, oh, Smoker's actually going to totally win. This guy is big business. And then Dragon intervenes with, I think, like some kind of wind attack or something. I, um, I couldn't actually tell if that was the name of Zoro's attack, because he had just finished fighting Tashigi, and right, he like I thought right. I thought it was just him slicing through the people, but I don't know. I'm still thinking it was Dragon. The first time I read through it, I was thinking it was Smoker, and he panicked and did a wind attack. But I don't know. But I don't know anything about Smoker's attack patterns. Dragon, I don't know anything about him either. And he does. There's some kind of wind that happens, but the, I was thinking it was Dragon because it blows everyone away including the straw hats like as if it was like a neutral like aoe attack kind of area of effect attack where you just like put repel everyone away because right. it allows the straw hats to escape it allows the uh the clowns the buggies crew that allows them to escape as well and basically completely eradicates smokers uh hold on the pirates which is why they were able to escape real quick before we move on the one thing that was again kind of questioning here because it's Going back to that same thing I felt was awkward in the in our first arc that we saw with Zoro is the whole stance of can women be swordsmen because he had that right. fight with Officer Tashigi. And I was getting super hyped when the first panel when it shows uh, Tashigi like basically vowing to stop Zoro and him clash with one sword. Meanwhile, about yeah. to pull out the other sword going fine by me. And he goes and he's fight ready for the duel and Tashigi is holding her ground. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a really great sword fight. One page later, it's done. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. I, I wanted her to put up a little more of a fight as well. 
Yeah, but that, that's not the point, though. Sorry. The main point is, again, Toshigi reminds Zoro completely of Queena, where she starts saying the same thing of, like, why do you not kill me even though you defeat me? Is it because I'm a woman? Do you think women can't have the same honors as a male swordsman would? And instead of answering the question, he just goes on a complete, like, rant of like what's up with you why are you reminding me of a childhood friend what are you doing like i hate you <laughs> and she goes what are you talking about i don't know who you're talking about right which was kind of funny but again it makes me completely lost where i still don't know where this is going is is it still this uh approach where zoro has this issue where he wants to show honor equally but he's not anything outright and yet these certain characters like Queena or tashigi are going why are you showing me mercy? Is it because I'm a woman or why are you treat me differently? And it's like, no, he's trying again. I'm kind of lost here of what's trying to be told with Zoro's characterization, because I thought it was gonna be simple as you're a swordsman. He's a swordsman fight. You're going to have a duel depending on the circumstances. He will kill you. Like if you're like, or you're trying to go for a killing blow, like um, buggy second mate, or, you know, like in this case where it's like, no, you're an officer doing your job. You're not a pirate. I'm not going to kill you. Like, you're beaten. You're disarmed. Right. No and I fighting. think there's also, like, that extra layer that he probably couldn't even bring himself to kill someone that looks so much like Quina. That's what I was th- also thinking, too. But we don't get that. Instead, we get that, yeah. like, kind of like a uh, comedic dun, 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 dun. No, Yeah, that he's comedic like, oh, my God, stop. Like, <laughs> stop like, exactly. Like stop it. Oh, my God, stop it. So it's trying to. And I still think that Zoro still needs a bit better characterization. We did get a little bit of that with, like, the sword shop kind of thing where it shows off, like, his actual knowledge of the swords where it's, like, he doesn't know, like, the names and titles. Like, I didn't either, which is why I kind of brush it off on that. Yeah, but he's he got, like, understood... a swordsman sixth sense, you know? Yeah, he, got, he yeah, sensed exactly. he has six... Yeah, exactly. He has that sixth sense. He has that feel of, like, oh, this sword has been bewitched. This sword has a history to it. And that's fine by me. But in terms of, like, relationships, we get that with the straw hats and loyalty being a big thing. But when it comes to strangers and other swordsmen, I'm thinking it's, again, it's a little muddled for me. It's not clear what the storytelling is trying to do here. So I guess my response is just, let's see what happens because Toshigi or Toshigi or Toshigi? Toshigi. Toshigi. Vows to capture Zoro and reclaim the sword because the sword that Quina gave him, or sorry, that he got from Quina after she passed, what is one of the legendary swords, the Great 21. So well, I certainly hope she gets to train in because as it stands right now, it doesn't look like she has much of a chance of doing that. Yeah, it seems like she's going to go off on the adventure with Smoker because basically the storm happens. Uh, Moji cannot reclaim the title of uh, biggest C word. He the rain stops it. Uh, Usopp one shots him. I'm so happy about that. With yeah, you know, I Usopp thought, didn't actually was... do anything. <laughs> Wait, I thought he did. Um, no, he, he tripped and from the rain, he like hit his head, and, and then Usopp was like, "Look, I one shot him." Oh, I got fooled by Usopp. Nothing, God yeah, nothing it. actually. He like <laughs> tripped himself on the wet ground. Hey, Usopp's skilled enough for me to give him credit. Okay, I yeah, was ready to you. believe him. I was a little lost because yeah, it showed uh, Moji getting hurt, and then it cuts to Usopp with the the one piece exaggerated Pikachu face of getting freaked out but i thought he made the shot and was impressed of his own shot because it shows later on when he tries to fire uh an egg he misses by a little bit granted it's a lion though 
if that was the rain, the storm, the wind blew it. I don't know. I was giving him the benefit of doubt. Don't yeah. shit talk Usopp. Really, really strong wind. <laughs> really, really strong wind. But it turns out it works because the lion just eats the egg instead and is distracted. Um, Score. Yeah, so the Straw Hats get back on the merry-go. They sail straight to the Grand Line. They proclaim their goals once on. more. Gotta find the all blue, greatest swordsman, draw a map of the world. Uh, what was Usopp's goal? Become a brave actually? warrior of the sea. Brave warrior, right. Thank you. Sorry. I, and then I, become I was, king of the pirates, of course. Yeah. For some reason, my brain was telling me Usopp was, I want to be the greatest actor. I want to be the greatest storyteller. Because <laughs> again, because <laughs> even Oda is pushing that with the after chapter um, art gallery. It, it He titles it like Usopp's art gallery. So it's kind of like skewing my perspective where it's like, right, he wants to be the great sea warrior. But at the same time, I'm going, but this guy's a, a talent for the arts, man. Put him in a university. <laughs> this, guy's got a, this guy's got a skill, Last, man. Nothing. So I got, it's the call of the sea, man. Too strong. Yes. So apologies to Usopp fans who think I'm misrepresenting right now. But I'm just like, my views are, I love Usopp, but it's for lots of different reasons. Also because he's a resourceful fighter, but. When I think of the great sea warrior, I think of like, uh, I don't know, I think of Zoro, unfortunately. But we'll see what gets there. We'll see. Long yeah, potential. Zoro is kind of the embodiment of that like warrior archetype. Yeah. Uh, Buggy, Alvita, vow to go back to the Grand Line as well, find Luffy. They vow to go back and find him there. Then we got um, Smoker and Toshigi also doing the same thing. So they got trail, they got people chasing after them. So. And during a storm, too. So they're sailing to the Grand Line in the middle of a storm. Right, and so, Buggy, you said, yeah, Buggy's also going to go back to the Grand Line because he's, he's just really mad at Luffy and Zoro for embarrassing the shit out of him and not me, like, earlier. He's like, nah, we're chasing them all the way. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's the end of the first arc where the main thing was just there are so many, like, foreshadowing bits, world-building bits, some characterization here and there, but the main thing was just, like, yeah, characters are returning the plot is advancing. Chapter 100 ends with the sailage to the Grand Line. That's the end of the prologue. So if 100 pages is a prologue for chapters. one piece. Chapters, sorry. Big difference there. Uh, 100 chapters. How long is the main story bit? And then how long is the epilogue going to be? Well, I will tell you this. The main story bit is at least uh, 899 <laughs> chapters. All right, then. So it actually makes me wonder if uh, you could you have a better feel for it than I will. Because I, I highly doubt that he's going to go for 1,000 chapters and end it right there. I think he's going to go further than that. I will um, tell you right now, fuck no. It's not ending next week. Yeah, I was going to say. It's not, <laughs> no. Well, no, uh, well, no, what I'm saying is 100 chapters as in... If oh, like a thousand epilogue. chapters in the main story. Yeah, and then epilogue, okay, hundred yeah. chapters. I don't right? think so, but yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's gonna do that, but yeah, because if the prologue is a hundred chapters, and he might make the epilogue a hundred chapters as well for the sake of you know consistency. But people Possible. do change in twenty five years of writing a series, thirty years. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe the epilogue will be I don't know ten chapters. Maybe it's one chapter. Pull a Naruto, make it one chapter, make it colored. Uh, epilogue please don't do that by the way <laughs> so one thing i did notice just in this arc that we didn't really mention was like smoker's personality i think he's like the the chillest marine we've seen so far 
Right. right. He, like, uh, he's watched... not an asshole at all, really. He's just kind of, he's kind of rough around the edges, you know? Like, he's got that, like, oh, I'm a badass persona. But he's yeah. actually, like, a pretty nice dude. We saw, like, his little Thank girl Thank you for reminding with... me, because that was the other reason why I think he might be, maybe, perhaps, related to Zoro. I don't know. Don't come at me. It's... That's, that's true, yeah. Very Zoro, Zoro also had a thing of being, yeah, he had a, Zoro also had a thing in his first arc being nice to kids, uh, little girls. So, like, for Zoro's case, it was the little girl made him food. Circumstances are different, obviously. He was starving. But he still, even after eating that horribly made rice ball coated in dirt, he still wanted Luffy to tell her, tell her, I said it was delicious. I ate all that. In this case, um, Smoker walks past a family. The little girl had, like, a giant stack ice cream cone, bumps into him. She loses the stack. And you think, oh, my God, it's because everything I know about potential antagonists, they're all mean motherfuckers. And he goes, sorry for ruining your ice cream, girl. Here, here next one's on me. He gets her like a coin, moves out. While also smoking two cigars straight in her face. So, right. nice guy? Yeah. But... Well, the smoke, you may have noticed, did not actually touch her face. It just goes up and like around and out. Because as we know, he can control smoke. That's a crazy True. devil fruit now power. Now that you mention that. So, still, it would be courteous just to take out the cigars out of your mouth. But still. But still, which also, I had a question also, about that. also, hang on, real quick. I'm on a, I'm on a roll here. Always something to Philadelphia keep, okay, keep uh, theory board here. Now I'm going nuts here. Also, also, he can talk clearly as day, even though he has two cigars in his mouth. The same way Zoro still talks clear as day with a sword hilt in his mouth. It's the <laughs> Roanoke well, family I'm not gonna lie, to talk with points. their mouths covered. With their mouths covered. You heard it here first, folks. You're about to convince Cthulhu's me. the final bro. boss. <laughs> Gold Roger and Luffy are related. And Zoro is actually related to Smoker. Because I don't think they've actually directly met in this arc. Have they? Uh, he. I think he saw him or he passed him. Because he stopped the fight Tashigi and Zoro did. And then he ran and caught back up to Luffy and Sanji. Okay, right so Zoro after, was, yeah, right Zoro before was Dragon saved him. Okay, so Zoro was distracted by Toshigi and the priority of saving Luffy and getting back to the boat. So it's still not confirmed that, like, oh, they totally aren't related. I'm not going to hear it because Zoro was... That's, yeah, I would say it's definitely not confirmed if they like, got a good look at each other or man. All right. Sorry about that. I want to get that cleared out because you helped me with that momentum. Now, what were you going to say? Sorry about that. Crap. What was I going to say? <laughs> Listen, oh, yeah, Smoker's Devil Fruit is so different from anything we've seen before. We've now right. seen three or four. We've seen Buggy, Alviva, Luffy. Actually, I think that's it, right? They're all there together in one spot. Yeah, Luffy, Alvida, Buggy. Yeah, and then we literally have four Devil Fruit characters on one small merchant island at once. And I'm thinking, isn't this kind of a big deal? Like, it's like, no, because Smoker just straight up beats the other three. So that tells me that. Either His fruit is OP as hell. Yeah, so, or, or is it like a Mirio case from My Hero Academia where it's like, it took him a long time to master that skill. Because before you would think, it's just smoke. What the hell is that going to do? And he's like, I've mastered it so the smoke is so dense I can grab huh? Yeah, and Maybe. Luffy tried to punch him and his body just turned into smoke. Mm -hmm. Like so, it went straight through him. And also, just like Zoro, vows to be the greatest devil fruit user in the world by mastering a complex ability. I'm sorry, I'll drop it. He definitely didn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, when I first saw this guy, I was like, 
it seems like his fruit is just on a whole other level, right? Mm. And therefore, I just assume that there's some crazy, crazy fruits incoming. Did they ever say what the devil fruit was? Is it just called, like, are we just assuming a plume smoke, plume smoke? fruit? Is what it was called. What they was did it called? say, yeah. Plume plume. Oh. It's like the sound of the smoke, like a plume plume, right? Yeah, They're all like yeah. sound, kind of. I was kind of hoping that it would be so redundant of like, smoker uses the smoke smoke fruit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I missed it. All right. So that was the first arc. It was fun. Sail for the Grand Line. Lots of world building. And then. Any other theories from there that you missed or didn't get to? The craziest of my theory is going to continue in this next arc. So I'm saying. What do you think about Dragon? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's all I can say. I have. <laughs> like, obviously, he's going to appear again in the future. Obviously. They're not going na- right. to. They're not going to drop his name. Interrupt the fight between four Devil Fruit users and one shot everyone to escape away. Yeah. Like, and, I think Smoker was definitively going to capture Luffy, Buggy, and exactly. Alvida with like and little, dra- little resistance. And exactly. Dragon's just like, not today. Yeah, but but what I have going on for me is that it's literally two or three pages or panels worth of like, oh, here's exposure to Dragon. Smoker is clearly intimidated by him. Oh, real quick from the last arc, too. Technology. Yeah, he recognized him, right? He recognizes him, but real quick, technology in this Oh, world. yes, yes, yes. So we established that plastic exists in this world, like plastic bags and sheets. Which right. is strange because in real life, plastic the first plastics weren't actually invented until like the early 1900s. But we also have motorized vehicles where Smoker is straight up driving like a like a World War II era armored motorcycle with treads. So I will say, I don't think it's actually run on a motor. I think it runs on steam somehow, and he powers it with his Okay, devil. steampunk. Okay. Right? Yeah, but, I think. I, yeah. I assume that's the case. Okay, but the point... Yeah, his smoke, right? But the point being is... It's reinforcing the idea that this world and technology is not going to be one for one identical to what I see as like, oh, the 1700s are time. Right. Yeah. 1800s, totally. maybe. It's we're going to the fantasy approach, which is I'm all for because it makes it more fun. Have, be crazier with your technology. Be crazier with your ideas. So that I noticed right away with technology. Um, and the sea prism net. Remember that? They, or a sea stone net. There you go. That they captured Buggy and Alvida, and he's like, "Crap! In here, we're just two normal people." Because it I apparently stopped them from that. using their power. I thought that's what you were talking about when you said technology. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, somehow they have made a net with the qualities of the ocean that stops them from using their powers, even when they're on land. So what you're telling me is that the Navy has access to Lovecraftian levels of technology, which further confirms that's my what it, that's how it seems. <laughs> I am very thankful. You're reinforcing my idea. There are Lovecraftian powers at hand that can stop the Devil Fruit from working straight out. Interesting, so, though. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah. So just to finish with Dragon, I don't have much thoughts. I just know that in the future, oh, he's totally going to be a, a big uh, force to be reckoned with in the future. Um. It's quite possible he might be a former crew member of Gold Roger because 20 years ago. So maybe he's one of the older folks. Um, oh, again, Dragon. And, yeah, Dragon. So, right, so very possible. It's very possible because to me at this point, because I, I'm doing my crazy theory crafting. At this point, if we're going to ever meet like the toughest of the toughest warlords slash pirates like Hawkeye, I'm going to assume that there's a real strong possibility they were directly affiliated with Gold Roger or semi. Like maybe they were like uh, protégés. Maybe they're um, right. someone who has patted me down. So Yeah, just like Buggy, one of the strongest pirates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
that's what I got so far for Dragon. Uh, nothing much other than like, okay, maybe that tattoo will mean something in the future, but I don't know much of the patterns. Just it looks kind of tribal, simple for now. So Alvita was probably a part of Roger's crew too. You know, <laughs> they're just so uh... strong. No, the toughest. Sorry, when I mean the toughest, I mean like the warlords. I'm like just Hawkeye. talking shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get you. Yes. The real Alvita was yeah. Alvita was the secret lover of Gold Roger that gave birth to Luffy, and what we're seeing here with. Her weird love for Luffy is this Oedipus complex that Oda wants to reinforce. He was really a fan of that complex. <laughs> That's all. all right, so, but actually speaking of people that seem to have a connection to Roger is a good mm-hmm. segue right into the next arc. Oh, yeah. Which honestly is not, I think, like not that. Uh, it's just a kind of little fun little adventure to kick off the grand line. Oh, absolutely. Nothing like crazy. No, like insane info drops. We learn about like kind of the, the some weather, some strange weather anomalies, and just in general weirdness of the Grand Line, right? Yeah, like much normal more compasses don't work. You mm-hmm. have to tr- like pick a path basically from where you enter, and there's a couple different ones, and you'll follow that path all the way to the end. Like I, it's island hopping along little routes. It's hilarious when they mention that because I made a joke earlier about uh, Nami being very good at FTL the game. Because she was able to spot, like, okay, that island looks useless. We can just skip that uh, during that one chapter filler chapter. And then they uh, literally explained how navigating works on the Grand Line is there are several different paths. And your uh, device, your log post, will allow you to navigate to certain paths. But you're quite limited because the current will make you only go in this one direction to net circumnavigate. So I'm literally going, oh, it's literally an FTL-style path. The FTL video game, by the way. Where... You're on a set path, and it's kind of it's very unwise to go backwards because in that game there's always a chasing fleet after you, so you really don't want to backtrack. In this case, it's literally impossible, I think, because of the current blowing in one direction. Right. You could like you could try to work your yeah. way back, yeah. but you're not like your log pose is not going to be pointing that way. You know. Yeah. It's so like you have no way of actually finding it. Mm, the island yeah. you just came from. You get lost if you do that. Um, we get a very touching story about Laboon the whale, who I wasn't sure if it was. <laughs> At first, I made a joke saying it wasn't Moby Dick, and then after it seemingly swallowed the boat at one point, I said, "Okay, so he's not Monstro." I was making all these little references yeah. here and there. Pin- and kind the- of a Pinocchio gets swallowed by the whale. True. Yeah, and we get introduced to uh, Crocus or Crocus, who yeah, Crocus. Is, I called him. Phys- I called him Physician Roshi. Did you think he was going to join the crew? Uh, no, I didn't think so. Okay, some um, people did. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been surprised that much if he ended up being it. But the vibes of how the character was introduced, um, how because again at the beginning of each arc they always state exactly what's going to happen, and the way it was done this time didn't seem like oh Oda surprised us. Uh, twist: we get a physician or a doctor this time. I was thinking. No, the first thing they say at the beginning of this arc was, let's get onto the Grand Line and traverse up Reverse Mountain. And we get this great world-building segment where I'm not sure the physics behind it, exactly if if it works in reality, but either way, the physics of this world are the Red Line and Grand Line where they meet. There are four canals going up the mountain, and it shoots out directly east. And you can't... So I think one from every sea, right? Like northeast, south. Yeah, exactly. One from every sea. East blue, west blue, north blue, south blue. And it shoots directly east of that point of Reverse Mountain. So that shows... Oh, and 
the reason why you can't just simply go onto the Grand Line anywhere, which is what I think Luffy wanted to originally, or someone on the crew did, and before Nami could explain, no, you can't, is because we learned that there's the, the Calm Sea. Is it the Calm Blue or the Calm Sea? What's the name of it? Calm Belt. The Calm Belt. There's the upper and lower Calm Belts that surround the Grand Line, which is Dead Sea. It's basically, there's no wind, and there are no people. Why are there no people at all, ever? Because there are giant Neptunian kaiju Huge. monsters. Jet, like, completely inspired by the old tales of old sailors going, the world is flat. If you sail off the edge, you'll drop into another pit sea of full of monsters, sea monsters kind of thing. Or if you right. get close to the edge, you'll run into the kaiju. So, and this straight up happened where as soon as they entered that uh, calm belt, bunch of monsters at once eroded going food <laughs> just going quick yeah. usopp almost um, got eaten there like that was almost oh a yeah for usopp. usopp almost gets eaten luffy saves him um they learn they their lesson almost got eaten yeah luffy, you know yeah. yeah but i was just so fascinated by this world building because again i'm a sucker for like maps the last time we saw like a map of like interesting map of the world was when nami uh explaining with the, gaimon right the grand line and red line right to the troll yeah. and luffy this time, yeah, and this time we actually get a detailed map that completely um, qu puts into question my original guess where they mentioned there was a small town, but now they realize, oh, Logtown was the small town, but it wasn't directly on the red line or the grand line uh, where they right. moved because it's, it's a mountain. So it's the just the town at the East Blue variant, the East Blue side that was Logtown. Um that leads into this. And so it's not a canal city via civilization style. It's a natural. You know what? I don't think it's a natural canal. I really don't. I think it's like a mystical. Because it has the shrines around it, right? Like before they get shot up into the mountain and shot back down. There are all these shrines yeah. that cover the gate. Where it's like you are entering reverse mountain. You're starting your Disneyland tour ride. Put your arms up. You're going down the drop. Whee! And then they realize, oh, that's lagoons down there uh laboon so yeah it was i was just so fascinated by the uh the uh actual utilization of like this is actually how it works this is why the grand line is so dangerous on a nature perspective where the monsters yeah. separate in the calm belts there's no wind here and the only way to traverse is to start at reverse mountain you go east and as we learn later on from crocus you get to the very end, or at least what they think is near the end. It's the big island, the big name, Raftel. Raftel. All currents converge on Raftel. There's only one crew that made it that far. It was the King of Pirates and their crew. And immediately people are making theories that, oh, One Piece must be on that island. I don't think of Raftel... Course, that's the popular the theory. End. Yeah, I don't, I'm not the believer that Raftel is the end. No, I believe Raftel is going to be like maybe an emotional climax for the journey or something like that along those lines. But I don't think it's the actual end because what the way I think will happen is Raftel is like the Eldorado of this world where gold Roger is the first in a long time to actually make it here. There are unspoken treasures, like, you know, national treasure levels of untold yeah. riches, right? City of Whether gold kind of bit. Yeah, city, exactly. A city of gold, but basically 
plundering or even being gifted because something also tells me maybe gold roger is not because again if he's if it's confirming my luffy related to gold roger theory is maybe he's not like this horrible heartless pirate that you think he was when you first see him because but he's smiling though but he has he had that evil smile but maybe the shadows were covering it i don't know but um maybe he was gifted the gold at raftel and he got a plunder of gold as well going along the grand line right Rathdell just happened to be the last stop that doubled or tripled or quadrupled his already huge plunder. And then maybe an island after Rathdell or somewhere kind of insignificant, kind of whatever, that's where it's at or buried. Yeah, that's my Raftel right raises just its own existence, like in the fact that only one crew has ever gotten there. So yeah. many questions, right? So exactly. many questions. And the image we see, it looks like it's like a plateau. It looks like there's no way to actually get there or dock that that's what i saw it was very cloudy it was very muddled it was unclear but yeah. it looked like yeah that would explain why no one's been there because one you can't scale it and two is at the end of the grand line which we've already established why it's so dangerous because those comm belts oh to clarify if you want to give up on the grand line you have to traverse the comm belts if you want to directly right it's, the it's like the line. only way out yeah so that's why part of the reason why um the pirates have PTSD who return from the Grand Line, those survivors, is the last yeah, the last challenge they have to escape after they're already worn and torn from whatever dangers lurk ahead. They had to finish off by directly like it's like it's like as if the calm belt is literally a a punishment for failing to um to grasp the adventure, to grasp the challenge ahead. The calm belt yeah. is the punishment for pirates who or sailors or adventurers who are tired who want to leave and the combat is our punishment like if you can survive this last bit of hell from literally the giant creatures of the deep then sure live with it but one last physical trial punishment before you do so fascinating yeah because like i think almost at two different points in that one chapter when they first enter the grand line the straw hats like almost bite the dust they probably would have gotten their ship destroyed if Luffy was not their captain. Oh, yeah. On the way up the mountain, because he had the gum-gum balloon to, like, cushion it off from destructing there. Yeah. And they yeah. might have gotten eaten by those sea kings. And yeah. Usopp definitely would have. Yeah, we're skipping past, like, some of the action bits, but I did have a lot of fun with this action bit where, like, they're literally trying to tr battle the current and the uh, the steering uh, the steering pole gets snapped off and Zoro and, the, and Usopp are desperately trying to find something else to turn it luffy thinks quick uses his uh gum gum balloon or whatever his inflation technique yeah, yeah to balloon. bounce yeah to bounce the ship back on course which i'm surprised it bounced it back on course precisely and not just diagonally away but whatever 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 physics <laughs> right. don't question it too much it's, it's a stream going uphill a current going uphill don't question it and the whole thing as well with uh the story with uh Laboon, I know, is actually like a nice and sad story as well, because he's like the whale that literally meets them at the bottom of Reverse Mountain, literally being the first thing they see when they enter the Grand Line. This giant whale with that has a scarred up head. And it's like that's why I originally thought it was Moby Dick, because that's all the scars. But um Definitely like, you know, reference to that. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm pretty sure everyone can agree that. One Piece is definitely inspired by a lot of classic stories of sailing and adventuring. This is just further, just pushing that. Um, shoot, what was I just going to go? 
uh, Laboon, the touching story of Laboon, of his origins, because, of course, every important side character needs a sad start backstory. Uh, Even important is, ones, I feel like, just get backstory sometimes. Yeah, Laboon is trying to compete with Chocho. For best animal companion friend. Oh hell no! Not even close to me. No. Nope. Not even close. But the diff. Well, the difference is Chow Chow is a dog. We relate more to dogs because you know we have pets and dogs. This is a whale, a very scary, monstrous whale. But I feel like if he wasn't a whale and if it was like a cat, it might have worked about better or a bigger dog. But uh, way, it's just like Laboon is. It is a touching story, but if he didn't like do anything, you know, in the way that Chow Chow did. Uh, like yeah, Tocho had his own yeah, dream, his own treasure. He fought to protect it. Beautiful Tocho, still best boy. True. But, best boy for sure. Yeah, yeah, I still agree with that. But we have potential because we get the backstory that is very sad and touching. That Laboon was from the West Blue, and there was a unnamed group of pirates. I will actually go into this a bit later. Um, oh, an unnamed. Theories. It's part of the crazy theories, dude. Um, I texted you last night when I was finishing going like, I got the theories, man. Um, it connects with this. Laboon is, uh, it befriends a group of pirates that, um, take that basically he, they take him with them or he just follows them and they befriend him for it. They meet at that lighthouse, right? Uh, at the entrance to the grand line. Um, but their boat got damaged on the way up reverse mountain or something like understandably, that. Understandably, yeah. We saw yeah, that understand, Understandably, right? Because even the Mary Ghost suffered some, uh, quite a bit of damage from it. And... I wonder if if the Crocus, like, just chilling there ever just sees a bunch of bodies, like, getting washed down the mountain. That's a really dark... He has to, right? No, isn't that... No, wasn't that confirmed? Because... Oh, no, that's in Laboon. Never mind. Um, I was gonna say, uh, didn't we see a bunch of bodies and skeletons at the bottom when someone was swimming at one point? But that was in Laboon's stomach. Right. Um... Gross, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I can totally see that. But gosh. Okay. So, Crocus. God, I'm trying to get my names correct here. Yeah. yeah, yeah Crocus. 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 I'm calling Crocus. Like Crocker. Um, Crocus uh, volunteers to watch over the whale as the pirates vow to return in a few years after traversing the Grand Line. Come back to say hi to Laboon because they, you know, they're, they're repairing their boats for a couple months. And the sad truth is they never return. Laboon being a loyal friend is waiting. And the reason why I say it's also very touching because I got um, Futurama vibes from this. The the loyal the dog, dog of Fry waiting for him. He's, he's a I, good boy. You know, he's just not best boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. But the sad part, too, was Crocus was realizing he got, quote unquote, reliable intel that they uh, they left the Grand Line, but just didn't come back. So they could have died on the comm belt. They could have died after that. Who knows? But right. enough made it out. They and attempted again, to, to flee. Yeah, they attempted it. They suffered the punishment of quitting the Grand Com belt. So who knows? And yeah, he somehow got reliable intel. Anyway, I'm not there yet. Um, real quick. And then Laboon is basically denying that they can't be dead. They promised they'd return. It's been 50 years, 5-0 years since that moment. And still waiting. Still waiting. And Luffy hears the story and understands. Uh, he doesn't state this, obviously. With Luffy and his actions, you have to realize it via his actions and realize it later. Luffy starts off by stabbing the whale with the broken part of the Marigo 
and they get into a fight. Luffy just goes on a fight <laughs> monstro. Yeah. And throwing, throwing hands. Yeah, understandably, everyone's going, what the hell are you doing, dude? And they get, they get into a fight. Luffy immediately stops it and goes, all right, that was a draw. That was a good match. And you even see like a question mark on Laboon. Like, yeah, the whale's like, like, what? He's like, yeah, like, huh? What's going on here? What? And then he goes, all right, I'm going to go on this trip. Okay. But when I get back and I got to get strong because I want to beat this draw that we had. I want to get stronger and I want to beat you. I need to set the grand line to do that. When I get back, I'll get you to a rematch. Okay. Wait for me. Then he, then Laboon tears up and then goes, okay, I now have some new friends to wait for. And then yeah, he's, and he's even very creative. He draws his Luffy signature version of the Jolly the Roger. Terrible straw hat. Terrible drawing. Yeah. And then goes, all right, but this is our mark of the truce of the promise we made to wait. Don't ruin this because they reveal that the reason why Laboon has all those scars is because he's literally ramming into the reverse mountain, trying to go back to the West blue and find those pirates or even go back to his home. Probably go back to the pirates that befriended him. But yeah. And then he drew, he somehow with paint. I don't know how he got it. Usopp probably has a sword. Somewhere. Yeah, probably. Usopp. And, yeah, probably. <laughs> and don't question it. He draws it on the whale and goes, don't mess it up. Don't bang your head on the reverse mountain. Because if you ruin this, then I'm not going to challenge you. Right. I'm not, this is going to be a pack broken. Um, Barry Go is damaged, but unfortunately, Luffy the real best boy. No, he's not the true best boy, but it has potential because again, like if somehow they do come back, it could be like that finale. They could be part of that hundred chapter epilogue I was mentioning. I'm saying Luffy, Luffy the real best boy. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought it was about Chow Chow still because yeah, Chow Chow's obviously, but yeah, Luffy is showing that he's still got a heart of gold, and Usopp's trying to be the, the makeshift carpenter on the ship. They still don't have an official carpenter, by the way, which makes me yeah, believe that right. one. Of the, it makes me believe that one of the future crew members will be a, an actual carpenter at some point because they de- desperately need one already. Shipwright, because Not a carpenter. Yeah, the main. Difference. Yeah, so the figurehead was snapped off. The main mast was snapped off. The steering, uh, the steering board was snapped off. So it's already pretty badly damaged, and it's very clear that Usopp doesn't have all the right tools to uh, actually properly repair it. Like it looks like some. Like like sheet sheet metal that you yeah find. like a band aid yeah it's a horribly band aid so it actually makes me concerned about the boat already going forward but the big thing my crazy theory crafting here is the line that Crocus drops at the end where after the uh, Straw Hats they have two people joining with them we'll get to that in a second here because they really didn't make a big impact in the story let's be honest here yeah um, so the most interesting thing is they said they're part of an organization right and the motto is mystery <laughs> the, the motto is literally mystery. mystery and they ask him to uh, for your first trip uh, can you please guide yourselves to Whiskey Peak Whiskey Place Whiskey Peak Whiskey Peak so and I already know that's the next arc by the name of that alone. So they eventually go there with the two characters, uh, Mr. Nine and Miss Wednesday. There's all there's some other characters that are hinted at where all the women basically are named after uh, days of the week and all the guys are named after numbers. Right. I don't know why that is, but I guess we'll find out later. Right. Because we also saw like a vulture and an auto, right? An yeah. Otter. Yeah. Otter, like yeah. Mr. Otter, 13 yeah. and Miss something. Yeah. I don't recall exactly. Yeah. Something like that. It's not important for now. What's important here 
They is... were metal as shit, though. That otter just—they dropped a bomb on them, like no hesitation, just flew oh, away. Yes. Oh yes, yeah. It reinforcing that um, that gimmick that we mentioned last arc, where when Oda makes a gag where characters are like thrown overboard or kicked into the water or something like huge, drastic comedic bits, it actually has consequences because that's how they uh, meet up. Uh, Luffy and Sanji meet up with Wednesday and Nine because Nami kicks them for breaking their first. Uh, Log, log pose. pose yeah the first one so she kicks them like oh you doofuses you idiots and then they end up <laughs> going back to shore like oh what happened to you guys oh whatever sanji does his sanji stuff where he helps the girl first obviously because yeah oh, miss wednesday invisible. allow me to help you <laughs> oh yes exactly i'm gonna help you i'm like i'm like yeah whatever you do you dude um and they go towards whiskey peak that's not the main important bit I got from this. The main important bit here was Crocus dropping the line. I yes. did not write it down. Why did I not write it down? But he basically implied that he said, uh, he, I wonder, or something to the kin of the one we've been waiting for. Huh, Roger? Oh, right. Okay. I actually have written down. Okay. I didn't scroll down far enough. Um, yeah. What yeah, is it exactly? Boy, a boy has a strange air about him. Eh, Roger? And I immediately go, Okay. Crocus was part of that crew. He is a uh -huh. gatekeeper to the Grand Line in a sense, because he's the part of, you know, the lighthouse. Maybe Laboon is also there to be like an indirect challenge to like newbie pirates, right? If they can't get past Laboon um, or sail past him or whatever. But then I returned back and I have it always on the Philadelphia theory. I have it all caps. And it involves. Yeah, okay. He did say, could that bunch be the pirates we've been waiting for all this time? Yeah. So interesting theory crafting time. So what you got a possible ending. Cause I wrote down that the one piece is probably on an Island after a Right. So, but in the little side adventure bits that we got here, which it could either be nothing or it could be everything is the inside of lagoon has actual man-made waterways and canals which make right. no sense at all yeah, of how one wild. guy did this. Made his interior island where he can breathe and live inside of a stomach of a whale forever. An actual island uh -huh. at home. There's waterways. There's ladders. It's like inside of an airship or, you know, like a ironclad ship on the inside, even though it's a living, breathing whale. What if, okay, this is some, this is the stupid run. This is the joke one, but it could be true. It's stupid uh -huh. until it's true. One piece is in Lagoon. Lagoon Laboon. holds it within that metal interior. You know, all that acid stomach acid. What if all the treasure's at the bottom? Huh? What if it's beneath all the broken chips and bones? <laughs> huh? Crocus is in, in fact the gatekeeper. What if he's waiting for someone like Luffy to come along and make a good, genuine promise to Lagoon and be like, I'm going to come back just for you, dude. And then Crocus is like, that's the test. Like a Willy Wonka, right? Like, you passed the test, Charlie. And you right. now have the secret. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that would be actually interesting. <laughs> they sail all the way around. They come back yeah, to the reverse and then, mountain. Yeah, and check they, out a different route. And he's like, here's the treasure. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. they go through Raftel. Raftel's like this crazy epic adventure that all the fans are going, oh, my God, there's so much stuff going on. Oh, my God, I can't believe all these people died. Oh, my God. They pull like a red wedding times three. Oh my god! But then it's like, oh, there's still no One Piece, 
And then it, he drops like the, the Odo will false uh, mislead readers to be like, oh, One Piece is the friends we made along the way. Ha ha. And, you know, pull that <laughs> bullshit. Oh, and then the myself. <laughs> yeah. And then, but the 100 chapter epilogue still going on. So they're wrapping up their adventures. Luffy returns to Lagoon, uh, Laboon. And then Crocus goes, you have returned. Oh, my God. And then he's like, oh, my God, the friends you had along the way. You made so many friends and adventures. You helped so many things. You returned to Laboon. You have that special quality about you, boy. Here's the treasure. I know this is a stupid, stupid fucking theory, but I just <laughs> confirmed it could, could still be true. Again, it's completely stupid and wrong until it's proven right. Anyway, the actual theory I have here is I think that because Crocus, even though he knows Roger, but he's been at this lighthouse for 50 plus years, right? And just keeping track, watching the pirates and everything. And we don't know exactly how big this world is. At this point, we don't know. So what if though? And he says, and again, part of the reason is for this is Crocus mentions with reliable, good Intel. He doesn't say who or what I know that those West pirates are gone. They're no longer in the grand line. What if those West pirates 50 years ago, were like the ancestors or father figure, like fathers and mothers of the actual gold Roger, right? The, the origin point. And as they're traveling to the grand line, the crew is literally growing older and maturing and changing. And gold Roger was like actually born or recruited halfway on the grand line, became the king of pirates, leading the new version of these West pirates. But that original crew that Crocus knows about left. Right. God, I'm not, I feel like I'm doing a horrible job explaining this um, because Gold Roger was actually a part of the crew that made the promise to the uh, lagoon. Right. The theory is the basically lagoon. they're waiting for Roger's crew to come back. Right? Yeah. Roger. Yeah. Roger being part of the crew. And but the reason why he got reliable intel that he won't be returning is because he got executed at Logtown. So he's not going to come back. He knows he's dead for sure. Right, because oh, that would is. be very reliable information. Yeah, yeah. So that and that could completely go against my theory originally, but the the obviously the downside would be why couldn't Gold Roger just simply return to just meet with the whale, right, with a laboon, lagoon, laboon. So my my theory was just basically after we uh, exiting the Grand Line, he had his own little couple of things he wanted to take care of but was captured by the navy right before he could finish all his tasks all his you know his his side quests before his return to laboon um he maybe he goes to windmill village he sleeps with uh luffy's mom we don't know who luffy's mom is at this point i don't know he maybe he goes has a fling there there's been no mention of anything about luffy's parentage yeah so yeah so Obviously, this is the reason why, like, my brain was, like, in a loop yesterday. I'm doing a terrible job explaining in full of what this theory is. But either way, Crocus knows Roger. That's what we know for a fact. Yes. Uh, Actually, we don't know that for a fact. For all we know... Well, he's familiar with Roger. Familiar, right? To the point where he can say a line like that. Where we'll be like, hey, Roger. Like, he asked if he knew him. And he did say, in the context of Roger, we. So, right, I think it's safe. To assume that he knows them. Yeah. Uh, I just think that there might be more to those West Pirates, the West Blue Pirates, 
that accompanied okay. Laboon or Lagoon. I keep getting his name mixed up. Laboon. Laboon. <laughs> it's yeah. a play. It's a pun for Lagoon, Jacob. Get your facts right. So I'm guessing at some point we'll eventually actually run into like a survivor of those pirates, maybe in the future. Like one pirate alone, maybe. I don't know. I'm completely wrong. But my theory is Gold Roger was originally like maybe like the lowliest of uh, shipmates on the original crew of uh, of the uh, the West Blue Pirates, but rose to power as they travailed the Grand Line and proved himself. That's kind of like where I'm going with here, because I don't think he was the the captain of the West Blue Pirates, because obviously it's been yeah, 50 that, years, right? They haven't and said died... anything necessarily that he's like a captain of a crew even yet, yeah. right? Just so the pirate maybe, yeah, maybe he was like Luffy's age when he wanted to go with red-haired Shanks. Like, maybe he was 10. I don't know. Uh, a boy on the ship. And then by the time he, they finished their 50-year travel, he's an older, experienced pirate. He dies 20 years ago, so he would have died like maybe... Right, so he, he could have been with them for about like 30 years or so, roughly. Yeah. Um, the issue, of course, with the theory of like, oh, maybe uh, Gold Roger sleeps with Luffy's mom at some point and goes away. It's still a two year gap between when he was killed and when Luffy was born. Right. Because so... in that case, Luffy would be 19 if he if he got like her, Luffy's mom pregnant the year before yeah. he died the same year. Unless. Yeah. Unless Oda pulls a bullshit uh, George Lucas on us and goes, oh, there was no father. Oh, he was just born from the will of the sea or some bullshit like that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> hey, if Oda, if Oda says Gold Roger made a deal with Cthulhu to have the next uh, heir to the king of piracy to in exchange for balance of the world or some shit, I don't know, to keep Cthulhu sleeping in the water for long. I don't know. I'm still holding on to that. Either way. Cthulhu is Luffy's Gold father. You heard it here first. Yeah. Because, again, my big thing is I don't think Crocus ever left that lighthouse, right? Because he's looking over uh, Laboon. But he knows Roger. So my take from this Well, is, yeah, if he's been there for 50 years, presumably he was there when, whenever Roger passed through. We don't know yeah. Roger's exact age, right? But That is true, yeah. But I like to think that he was part of the West, the West Blue Pirates. But, yeah, you're totally right where, like, it could be completely separate and this has nothing to do with each other at all. But Could again, at the same time, too. Of, yeah. Can't say. Yeah. But the point of these two arcs was it just got my brain going crazy with the billboard and the crazy newspaper clippings and the red lines and me like high on 10 cups of coffee and Justin walking in going, What is wrong with you? Have you even bathed or showered at all? I'm just going, Dude, hear me out. Laboon is one piece. Like, that's how crazy my brain is. Yeah. Going. You got like a timeline. Like, so Laboon was here. Yeah. And you're, like, yeah. drawing lot red lines everywhere with X's. Yeah. Luffy doesn't have a mom. His dad is Emperor Palpatine. Oh my god, you know, we got like stupid theories going on. But I had a lot of fun reading these two arcs. Lots of theories, you lots of they world were building. Filler. <laughs> yeah, but the biggest theory I have that actually has a lot of potential is Luffy being related to Gold Roger. That's my big like theory it. going from this. I am completely a-okay with all the others being bad and everyone so are you going, going with the he's the son of roger theory uh if the age matches like yeah it could work uh but roger would be a little older so it could be uh it could be grandfather it could be even like an uncle but i think he's related because they did that side by side where they have the, a very identical smiles it could be a metaphorical side by side where it's like yeah, Luffy right. has the has the the grin of the pirates. He has the attitude of the king of pirates. It could just be that, but 
going back to the mayor, going back to what um, Smoker said, it reinforces my theory that, oh, Luffy is totally a direct lineage of Gold Roger. That's the that's the crazy strong theory that I'm going with 100%. I'm fine with dropping the rest. Maybe Raftel not having One Piece. I'm still going with that. Maybe it's like on the island after Raftel because we don't know if that Raftel right. is actually at the end of the Grand Line. Near the end, absolutely, because the currents converge on there. At but, least, like, as far as anyone's gone, right? So, yeah, exactly. No one's made it through Raftel. It's after all... Roger. It's, yeah, Raftel is that last point where all your hit points are gone, your endurance is gone, your ship is beaten and damaged, your crew is hungry and tired, and then you get to that wall of Raftel, and it's like only those that have the strongest of wills, the best preparation can, you know, climb the peaks, the plateau of Raftel. If they're plateaus. Again, it looks like plateaus. I could be wrong, but excited what's going on forward although i'm okay. not quick quick question about whiskey Peak, though. yeah do mr nine and or miss wednesday join the straw hats in your opinion absolutely not they they <laughs> they look yeah, to me they're... like they're just like side characters similar to johnny and yosuku yeah uh they look like they're the next versions of that so and they're, they're literally going to be like tour guides to whiskey peak or whatever um right. I, they really don't have that much character. They have a lot, a lot of aesthetics going on, but I'm like... Yeah, eh. Oda just has a bunch of strong character designs, like even in, like we talked about in like Baratia, you know, just random cooks in the background. Mm-hmm, that are exactly. Uh, actually, I don't think these were nearly as strong. I thought they were just like, oh, this guy has like a heart and a shape on his face, like he was a clown or like a jester. But... Like, we already kind of got that with Buggy, but he's a clown. That's not the same as, you know, the Jester where he had, like, the, the mime look kind of thing. But yeah. also, whiskey is spelled differently. It's not spelled, like, you know, with an E-Y, like, the drink, the alcohol. It's just whiskey with a Y. So, don't right. know what to do with that is. Also, again, uh, Oda is really good at characterization and introductions with important characters. And these two literally were like, these are two henchmen trying to kill Laboon for food, for whale meat. So, I'm like... Yeah, it's, these aren't characters. They, they, they're not. They're not physicians. They're not musicians. They're not carpenters. They don't fit. Like a carpenter is like the one thing that Luffy hasn't said they need. But God damn it, Jacob is called a ship right now. No, Usopp says carpenter in this. Uh, in literally in the last chapter, he calls like, "Oh, I'm not the carpenter. I'm not our carpenter." I don't recall that. No, oh, it is there. It could be a mistranslation issue. But either way, the title is the same. Regardless, the title of the person responsible for maintaining and fixing the ship. So that's the one that's unsaid, but I'm guessing that's in the, later in the future, even though that sounds like they need it right now. It certainly looks like they do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, these two characters are definitely not any of the three. Crocus has more of a chance joining the crew than those two are, and they already left Crocus, right? Right. So, yeah, I don't see these two joining the crew at all. Okay, anything else on Reverse Mountain? Uh... Great world building. Um, crazier theories that it let me create and, and, uh, and theorize and believe in. But obviously, there's 900 chapters, 800 chapters to go to catch up. And obviously, at this pace, there's going to be several 894 more. to go as yep. of right now. So anything could happen. For all I know, like... For all I know, like, major character deaths could happen. Like, I don't know how much Shonen this is, where it's like, you know, like, you know, Zora's already shown that you can get cut up but not die with all that blood loss. 
So it could either be mm-hmm. the bleach path where it's like all these characters get all these injuries but not die, or we're gonna go down like I don't know, like the fucking Game of Thrones path where like, oh, this character dead. You like that character? Dead. Oh, what happened? Dead. Like, I don't know where the path's gonna go. Probably the Shonen path, but again, I don't know what's gonna happen going forward. Um, honestly, I'm not too excited about Whiskey Place, Whiskey Peak. It doesn't sound too interesting. It sounds like it's owned by a company, maybe. So I'd be wrong about that, but eh, who knows? I could be, I could be, I could be impressed. It could be a new, the next crewmate right. could be there. I don't know. Yeah, who knows, right? Mm. Which okay, so next week we are going to be covering uh, two arcs again because Whiskey Peak's kind of short. It's only nine chapters. So Whiskey Peak and Little Garden, which is going to be chapters one oh six through one twenty nine. So I'm sorry, twenty four chapters. I'm start. I'm really starting to think now. Whiskey Peak is not going to be the next crewmate. <laughs> I'm starting really nine chapters <laughs> for a new character. Uh, well, that's almost the same amount of chapters we just read for these two arcs. Th- these two were ten chapters together. That's true, too, but I'm thinking that it's been a while since we had a short arc for a character like Zoro, right? Where Zufi had one character, uh, one chapter for introduction. Zoro had about six or seven. But then since then, we've gotten, like, 20 chapters about for, like, Nami, Usopp, Sanji. So... It could yeah. be the writing style evolving and changing, and I feel like this would be so. Real perfect. quick, we've done your Straw Hat ratings. I assume it hasn't changed. Give me your your prologue arc ratings. Obviously, Arlong oh, Park's number one. Number right? one, Arlong Park. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, Arlong Park on second reading. Um, <laughs> okay, so actually, realistically, so Arlong Park number one. Um, I actually think Orange Town is still number two. I think Orange okay. Town just I like it was was creative it was a lot of fun introduction to my still my favorite character um if it's obvious if, if it's obvious i have a very heavy bias towards my favorite character you are absolutely correct i am not denying that at all baratier is my next on the third on the is third on my list it is definitely yeah. um a lot of fun a lot of action uh lots of crazy build-up for what's gonna happen in the future hawkeye is in that arc yeah. Um, introduction to Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye and Zoro fight is still the best fight in the entire series so far. I will yes, admit that. agreed. Um, I but the reason why I also rate Orange Town so high is I really liked the buggy Luffy fight with Nami as the assistants on the side. Uh, yeah, I, I did too. I really do like that. To me, I was really impressed with how choreographed and easy to follow that fight was. Even though literally a character can dismantle and go nuts with his body parts, whereas in Baratier, which had a lot more action and a lot of crazier stuff. It was a bit harder to follow what was going on. I had to re go. I had to go through and back. And plus, the side character, the Pearl Henchman, not great. Um, <laughs> I want to say this is where it gets tough because I think the uh, Syrup Village is obviously probably going to be at the bottom of the list, but it's also right. the introduction to Usopp, who is my second favorite character. So ah, it feels bad, but it, it, it. But overall, you still have to say, like it had a lot of bad qualities that the other arcs didn't better right? than the romance dawn though luffy and zoro's arc yeah romance dawn was really short and it was good though it was short and sweet oh, yeah it's harder to compare because those two arcs the luffy's prologue chapter and uh zoro's arc they're much shorter so it's, it feels harder to compare because obviously oda was still learning uh as he was going on um <laughs> he had a hiccup with syrup village it was his first uh it was his first hiccup where it wasn't terrible but it was like uh you but know it definitely it, wasn't great <laughs> yeah it definitely it, it definitely went down a tier or two in, in everyone's favorite tier list but 
then he definitely proved since then. So I think the easiest way to say would be, I know my top favorites, which is Arlong, Orangetown, Barrett TA. But after that, I really don't know, to be honest. Okay, that's fair. A top three. All right, so uh, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Jacob Miranda, and they can find me on Instagram at LumberjackJack. Um, feel free to message me uh, of like how how 100% correct I am about Laboon no being spoilers. the one piece at the end. Please tell me that. I really need to hear it. I lost a lot of sleep making that theory. Uh, but also, <laughs> please, no spoilers, though. Like, don't even tell me hints of like, hey, did you catch this really important bit that you guys didn't talk about? And it's like, yeah, nothing. There's a there's a chance that if we missed it, then uh, it's like, that's, that's really the hard. Is when it? we are caught up, I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you all the big theories, all the information. We'll do an episode or two, maybe specifically dedicated to that because oh. I know it. Trust uh, question, believe actually, me. Uh, before, oh, go ahead and plug yourself real quick. Sorry, I had a question. Oh, yeah. You can find me at Twitter or YouTube at Jitsu, J-I-T-S-U, both spots, which are the best places to reach me. Hit me up about absolutely anything One Piece related, any of your theories. I'm all the way caught up. Actually, yeah, if anything, if you have questions for me, but worry that I might have spoilers, send them to yes, Justin. Yes, send he'll them proof to me. <laughs> yeah, proof, he'll proofread them, and then he'll send them to me, either censored or modified, but best to represent the original question best. Um... We, I brought it up earlier. Uh, I brought up earlier about Luffy's interest. How are fans in this series regarding shipping? That's always the big thing with the popular shows, right? What are the pairings? Because in this series, I'm seeing zero. Like, there's no yeah. romance it's connection. Not, it's not really a thing, to be honest. Yeah, because obviously there are Sanji a few, rock, obviously. Right? Yeah, like a few ships that are plot related and they come about. Sometimes people will ship certain characters, but it's actually pretty rare. Yeah, this is that's the craziest, weirdest thing to me because it's not like it's oblivious. Like I think Bleach had this issue, right? Where like it felt like every character didn't have anything. It had a ton of fan service, but it was also like, oh, but they're respectable and don't want anything more than that. There's occasional yeah. one, like there was Yorichi with uh, Swayfon. But I ship it. I ship that. Dead yeah, ass. that 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 should have been a thing. But um, yeah, but what the main characters I mean is, oh, there's Orihime going, uh, like Ichigo, like every five damn seconds when she was captive. That was right. really annoying. But you know what I mean, right? It doesn't seem like there's anything going on here where it's like, okay, Sanji obviously loves all women. Period. Yeah, He's a womanizer. He's a sus. He's a simp. Zoro doesn't have any interests at all that isn't sword fighting luffy doesn't have any interests that aren't piracy and adventure mm-hmm. usopp is on the adventure himself i think usopp of all characters might ha- be the one to be like hey maybe i like this person because obviously he had a thing for he had a, he didn't have yeah, a thing i think he had i think some people ship usopp and kaya yeah i don't ship it but i'm like but it shows that he could be you know relatable and friendly and then obviously um God, what? And then Nami, who is just, you know, in for the adventure, too. Which is, she's on the similar boat to uh, Luffy and Zoro, where she's like, I'm just here for the adventure. Yeah. Usopp is, too, actually. So that's also why I'm like, it doesn't seem like there's any shipping going on, which is not a bad thing. But I'm also like, it is a very useful tool, though, if you can master it. But I think Oda realizes that he doesn't want to just throw all his eggs in the beginning right away. So if there's actual natural buildup in the future... 
it might happen, but honestly, I don't see where it can go at this point. Like, I really don't see any of these characters ending up with each other or anyone so far. Not even Alvita right. with Luffy. <laughs> They're too much like a family, you know? Like, we were talking yeah, about exactly. almost That's every actually episode, a way to you know? Point. Yeah, it really is like a family. It would just be weird if they got together, yeah. Yeah, there's no moments where it's like, oh, you're watching Dragon Ball Z, and suddenly, oh, by the way, Bulma and Vegeta end up together, and you're like, what? I, I guess it works. Like, it, they it kind of explain it. Maybe, yeah, it just perhaps, comes out of nowhere, but, though. You know, you're just like, okay, sure. Yeah, and you're still kind of iffy, though, about it when it happens. But, like, in this case, I don't see any of that happening. Maybe there's a couple of characters down the line. Like, again, I know that whenever I open up the One Piece uh, app or uh, on the, uh, the One Piece uh, manga on the Shonen Jump app, um, I know that there's a bunch of other characters on there, and there's a few of them I obviously haven't seen yet. But I didn't I don't, even think about that. That's such so bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's it's. I I knew that though going forward, where it's like, yeah, people can't keep secrets of like character introductions like twenty years in the future. I'm doing my best not to like like examine each of them because I don't know if they're actually crew members or if they're just friends they made along the way. Or right, like Johnny, whatever. they do have like it's pretty. Uh, I guess you have like the doctor's companion thing, you know, like Johnny and Yosaku, where they'll have people with them for a while. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if those were like the most recent ones when they did like the art piece for that volume. Uh, characters obviously look a little different, um, but I did notice there was a few characters that could be there. I don't know what their relationships are with each other. Um, again, I don't know going forward, but I just had a question about that because usually that's something that I look at because that's usually like one of the big things of like people discuss of like their fandoms where it's like, who do you ship? And it's like, all right, motherfucker. Right. Who are we shipping? And in this case, I'm like, I ship no one with no one in this one. There's really. there's definitely like a sect, I'd say, of people that are all about that just in everything. That oh, they absolutely. But in I'm general, sure that's not a part of the, the yeah. discussion. Yeah, I could totally see people shipping Nami with Luffy just because they had a like a little thing. We're like, oh, here, watch right. my straw hat. And then she cried in, in trust. And then she gave the hat back because it's a mutual respect thing. Us sane people go... That's just a platonic friendly thing between Straw Hats or crew member and pirate captain. That's fine. And it was a great yeah, moment. Yeah, it's like a don't mess that's with my little roman- sister moment. You know, yeah, like that's not now ro- it's on. It's not romantic. You know, I, I think she might be into a little it. bit older than Luffy. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> yeah, but if you're, but if we also know shippers, they don't care. They will use any yeah, piece. definitely. They will know. do I, what I will do with Laboon and the One Piece. They will just do any stretch of the imagination <laughs> to be like, this yeah. character talked to that character. That person's shoulder brushed on that character's air. Clearly, they like Pro ZD's video on YouTube. Oh, they fuck! Like it's it's that <laughs> yeah. It's it's that assertion, and it's like I totally get that. But in this case, I want to bring it up because again, I don't feel that way at all for any of these characters. Not with my favorite characters. Not with the characters I see on the side. Like nothing. But that's yeah. not a negative. Not right now, anyway. If it gets to a point where there's a lot of teasing and obviously nothing, then it gets bad. But right now, there's no teasing. So it's like, okay, we're on an adventure. Okay, so just to reiterate, next week, Whiskey Peak and Little Garden, chapters 106 through 129. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>